happy Monday. With Governor Greg Abbott still shipping busloads of asylum seekers to Washington, D.C., we are expecting a big week in Texas news. Today, though, we're talking about a different kind of Texas caravan. On April 29th, to protest the latest wave of banned books, caravans from Houston and San Antonio will converge on Austin, carrying books to launch underground libraries. The Libro Traficantes, they call themselves. Book smugglers. Today, I'm talking with the head Libro Traficante, Tony Diaz. If you're going to ban our history, he says, we're going to make more. It's Monday, April 18th, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. Tony, thanks for being here. Great to see you again. So let me set the stage. Ten years ago, after the state of Arizona banned Mexican-American studies in the schools, y'all formed Los Libros Traficantes to protest. And you had this big, rowdy caravan that carried more than a thousand banned books from Houston to Tucson, with stops for lots of readings and appearances along the way. And now there's this new wave of book banning all across the United States, but especially here in Texas. Some of those books have to do with Black issues. Others have LGBTQ themes. So, Tony, what exactly made you think it's time for Los Libros Traficantes to swing back into action? Well, evidently, Texas wants to be the leader in silencing writers and sabotaging the American dream through education because we've got policymakers running through libraries and imaginations and tearing up books. Um, the problem is there are specific policies targeting some of these books. I'll just name a few. I think people are very familiar with uh, State Rep. Krausman, who created a list of 800 books that he's challenging. And these are books that are in, like, normal high school libraries. I exactly. I mean... Yeah. Um, like what? First of all... Evidently, if your book had the title Black Lives Matter in it, it was enough to make <laughs> it to Krausman's list, okay? Mm -hmm. The other thing is I started uh, looking up how to buy those books, and on the Barnes & Noble website, title after title said not available within 100 miles. So <laughs> these books are not prevalent to begin with. And I think right. the other thing is that I want, especially folks from my community, if they can't understand how attacking BIPOC community members or LGBTQ community members affects them, Latinos need to know that they're coming after Latinos as well. So on that list are some of my friends, you know, because my friends write bannable books. Um, Gloria Velasquez, a Chicana, who also wrote Tales of a Chicana Superwoman. That's not on there. But her book, Tommy oh, Stands one. Alone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I know. I almost, I almost have to whisper it so that he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't come back around and like, well, yeah. 801. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, but only. You know, um, but her, the book, Tommy Stands Alone, is about someone who's young, struggling with LGBTQ issues. Really wonderful book. Uh, I'm not really sure what, Krausman was offended by, but that's on his list. And another Chicano, Rigoberto Gonzalez, his book, Mariposa Boy, fantastic book. Yeah. That's also on the list. So these are books that I honestly cannot understand what Krausman is offended by, except by the fact that they exist. And 
he's trying to update oppression in that ways. Um, now, the I think the other thing is that I haven't even had a chance to keep up with all the oppression. Uh, in Fredericksburg, there's actually a group that has challenged up to 40 books. One of those books is called Out of Darkness by Ashley Hope Bettis. I have not even had a chance to go through that list yeah. and read that book. But because it's on that list, I'm going to. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it spurred a sale. It spurred yeah. at least my sale. <laughs> Another policy looming that's, I think, even more sinister. Of course, I, I don't like to call this the anti critical race theory campaign because the folks that keep uttering the name of critical race theory obviously don't understand what that that entails because I can say with confidence that critical race theory is taught at the graduate school level and I'm sorry Texas there are not any examples of graduate school level courses sneaking into kindergarten <laughs> middle school or high school class. I wish there were yeah <laughs> it's not happening you know, newsflash, there's actually a book called Critical Race Theory by Dr. Delgado and Stefanik, and they've written about Libra Traficantes before. That book has not made its way into high schools. Uh, however, mm -hmm. um, Republican Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick has said that in the next legislative session, he plans to go after professors who teach critical race theory. And this is a problem because critical race theory, as I mentioned, is taught as a discipline at the graduate school level in legal departments, sociology, history departments. And the professors who teach that are typically African-American scholars, Chicana, Chicano, Latino scholars, who are most likely teaching African-American history or Mexican-American history. So to me, that's an attempt to go after our history and culture once again. It's a roundabout way. It's gained a lot of steam. Yeah. But Texas seems to be leading in this sort of oppression. Ay, ay, ay. So what are you going to do about it, Tony? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> uh -huh. April 29th. Uh -huh. It appears that we are experts at defying these bands because... We who? We are the Libro Traficantes, and mm -hmm. I thought we were simply going to commemorate the 10th anniversary of the 2012... Libro Traficante Caravan to Tucson. This was the founding of the Libro Traficantes. Exactly. Because back in 2012, Arizona banned Mexican-American studies. And we said, if you're going to... In high schools. Exactly. If you're going to ban our history, we're going to make more. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of kind of the same thing where there were 80 plus books in that curriculum. And we knew so many of those writers from... Having been organizing Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say, readings, radio shows, live events for for years since 1998, we knew so many of those writers and we knew those books were not seditious, which is one of the accusations. The law was passed and one of the laws that was on the books in Arizona said that it was it was uh, prohibiting courses that promote the overthrow of the government, which is ridiculous. You know? <laughs> Any of your listeners that have read The House on Mango Street by Sandra Cisneros know that Esperanza right. is not trying to overthrow the government. She wants a house, you know? Yeah. So same tactics, uh, different details. <laughs> and we organized the Six City Caravan and we sparked a movement in the Southwest. We gathered our community culture capital and we united our folks. And Okay, and this was like... This was a bunch of cars <laughs> smuggling books into the state of Arizona. Exactly. And, Driving in a big parade. And, and in a big old bus with contraband books. And it was oh, yeah. a party and a protest. Writers, intellectuals, community members. People donated over 20,000 books. And of wow. course, we, start, we, we started with the banned books. 
but then it's also organic. So it was also consisted of books unique to that area, books that people wanted, books that are beloved as well. So we didn't want to just say that if you banned it, that's why it exists. You didn't want to limit the list to the ones that the legislators had picked. You wanted to write your own. Exactly. Of the books that will be taught. And the reason we call it community uh, underground libraries is that we wanted them to be in places that our, our parents, community members, kids like to go. So, for example, in San Antonio, it's at the Southwest Workers Union. Why? Because typically people don't imagine workers or unions involved with literary movements. Um, you know, but if it's about the people, the folks, those folks know where they congregate. And that's where, like, we want the books to go to there. The other thing I'll stress is these aren't going to compete with established libraries because... You know, these are starter libraries. We get them hooked. Now, you're talking about the ones in Arizona, or you're talking about what you're about to do in Texas? Well, so we started at that time uh, underground libraries at each stop that we made. So we still have them in Tucson, Albuquerque, uh, also in San Antonio here in Houston. We're opening new ones now, this next wave, because I honestly, I had no idea we were precinct. We were prophetic. <laughs> You didn't want to be. We didn't want to be. Um, we need underground libraries more than ever. Exactly. <laughs> and and we have the template. We have the folks that are expert at it. So on April 29th, we are launching the new wave of Libro Traficante caravans of bad books. This one's going straight to Austin. There's also a bus leaving from San Antonio. So the same morning that a bus is leaving from Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. there's one leaving from San Antonio. And we're going right to Austin, Texas to open the Libro Traficante Underground Library. But here's what's cool, Lisa. Yeah. We, we do a lot of layers of our history and culture because when we get to Austin, the Underground Library there will be consecrated at a place called Palm Park by Palm Elementary. And what folks don't know is that at one point, Mexican-Americans in Austin weren't allowed to use the Anglo Library, and there was a Mexican-only school at Palm Elementary. Oh, so we want to, perfect. Yeah. We want people to know that history. And I think the folks that are scared of this history think we want to cause division. Not at all. We want people just to know that that history existed, that we're resilient, that it took many allies to get through that, and we got through that. But the key is that our community has to be in control of its own destiny, of its own history. And evidently, these bands happen cyclically. So we got to build up our community for the next one in the future uh, so that we're prepared. There's more of us. And we're going to make sure that our community has access to those books. In, in Austin, it'll be La Peña, which will be steward of the underground library. We're going to open a Nuestra Palabra chapter there. Oh. And, of, of course, we're going to have a bad book bash. We're going to head right to the Capitol as well with the Batmobile. So the, the Batmobile, yeah. There's a place called the Austin Batcave. Uh-huh. They have a Batmobile. Excellent. Okay. So this is like going to be like a huge group of Houstonians. It's not just San Antonians. Exactly. We are heading down. Our bus load. We got the San Antonio bus load. Also, folks need to know. There's a contingent for Fredericksburg coming as well. And on May 14th, we're going to open an underground library in Fredericksburg as well. Okay, because they specifically need it too. Exactly. And, you know, the other thing too is we want people to know that we're building infrastructures for people to donate books, to keep books circulating. But we'll be back throughout the year. And next year is the 25th anniversary of Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say so. Which was born here in Houston. Exactly. All these years, y'all been doing readings, radio. Which we're really proud of. But 
I think what's cool is that we've had to adapt. So we can't really do everything the same way we did 10 years ago because the folks that want to silence us, I firmly believe that they've studied our movement, the ethnic studies movement and the Black Lives Matter movement, and they've come up with ways to try and circumnavigate those tactics. So we've got to adapt as well. So Like what? So for example, a couple Mm -hmm. things. One, we want to make clear that we're BIPOC and we support our LGBTQ familia because I think in the past, we as Libertaficantes and organizers, we knew we were plural before there was a word for it. But the attack now isn't going exactly after Mexican-American studies. And I think think these folks won't ban Mexican-American studies again because we school them. So they don't have the nerve to do that directly to our community again, okay? <laughs> okay? Right. But they're doing it sneakily, and they think that Latinos aren't going to unite with African Americans and Asian Americans and indigenous. They're wrong. And they also suspect that maybe we don't care that they're oppressing our LGBTQ familias, and we do care. So this is going to be very BIPOC, blatantly and flagrantly BIPOC. Okay, so you're caravanning and doing stuff online. Yes, we'll show up in person, but we're also going to do things online so that hopefully with this underground library in Austin and other cities and the Nuestra Parada chapter in Austin and other cities for the 25th anniversary, we, we'll, we'll show up in person, but we want to have regular readings online. We have remote shows, multi-platform broadcasts, where it'd be beautiful if next year we're showcasing... Poets and writers from Austin, Tucson, Chicago, Los Angeles, Houston. And we're all in touch from now on and celebrating each other's writings. So that's different as well. And I think what's great is yeah. we're really cultivating now. We're not just waiting for crises. We're, we're taking it on our own to, to really spread literature for everybody. And it's a win-win and it's fun. And there's no better way to encourage kids to read than to tell them this book was banned and they don't want you to see it. <laughs> Exactly. And it's pretty simple. It's going to be a party or a protest. We're good at both. Yeah. And uh, go both and ways. Yeah. Exactly. So it's going to be, I think it's going to be a great, a great party. And people are going to wake it up to how people are trying to build walls against us. And we're good at smuggling great literature around those walls. So it's here. It's on. Oh, excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tony. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Great to great to touch bases again. And if anyone wants to become a Libro Tafikata, they can visit LibroTafikata.com and have part of the fun as well. Oh, that'll be good. That was Tony Diaz. We'll have a link to more information about the Libro Traficante Convoy in our show notes. And now I am with producer Farrell Gibbs. Farrell, what is going on around Houston today? Thank you, Lisa. An interesting story out of the Times-Picayune in New Orleans, it compares the Ike Dyke, the proposed artificial barrier system that would add protection against a catastrophic 100-year storm here, to its own barrier system in New Orleans, and the Ike Dyke would absolutely dwarf it. Ours would be, if completed, the longest artificial barrier in the world. Experts quoted in the article said that a direct strike here could be a potential Chernobyl, referring to chemicals in the chemical storage tanks around Houston that could be loosed into the floodwaters and make the entire city a hazardous wasteland. Even though this would be a generational project, meaning that ground could be broken in 2024 and the Ike Dyke not completed until 2043, it still needs to be built. And that quote from Jim Blackburn, who's an environmental lawyer who teaches at Rice. But, he continued, it needs to be built for the bigger storms to come. It will be way outdated once it's constructed. 
That's all for today. We're working on a show about angels in Houston, human beings who've done something to make life much, much better here. If you have a great story, please, please give us a call. Our phone number is 713-489-6972, and we will have that number in our show notes. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk with you then. I worry about your gambling, Farrell.